to the Wiseman Say Reaction Pod. Sunderland have won their opening game of the season against Wigan Athletic. I'm Matthew Keelan. I'm joined by a range of Wiseman Say of just men. Um, I'm joined by Gareth, Craig, and Mickey, not Fergie. He won't be contributing to this podcast. Um, well, what do we all think? Gareth, what do you think? What's your overall thoughts on the game? Um, good, wasn't it? Like at the end to win. It's nice to win. Yeah, it is. Good to go back into the ground, sort of the excitement of like going back in, the sort of sadness of understanding and realising that you know you never got the opportunity to see Callum McFadden play live. Well, I did. I, I actually oh, did get did. to see oh, Callum no, McFadden play ten, live. The lucky 10,000. Yeah, yeah. Got to watch us be eliminated yeah, yeah, from the playoffs yeah, yeah. by Lincoln yeah. City. Yeah, so, uh, things around about, isn't it? But well, yeah, it I mean, yeah, it was like the first 20. The first 20 was like... They are miles better than us. We look like all over the place. Then when we got the equaliser, it was like they just did like they had one opportunity in the game and that was it. They kind of they just kind of fizzled out and we grew into it. Second half completely dominant. And, well, I yeah. thought it was really important to get straight back level once once we were one 0 down. Um, I don't know what you thought, Craig. I thought like if we hadn't have equalised straight away, it might have been. A long afternoon. Well, at the time they were dominating, like you say, Gareth, and they created a lot of chances, and they were having far too many touches in our box, which is always a worrying sign. But obviously, targeted the fact we were playing a teenager who's a midfielder at left back, who I think we should give a, a bit of credit to for the fact that yeah, he had a hard first half, but in the second half, he equipped himself really well. I thought um, he shouldn't be playing there; he should be playing in midfield. Some of the the vision that he's got and the, the way he can pick a pass and his actual passing range is really good. Dan Neal, obviously, I'm talking about. Um, but when we equalised straight after, I thought that really took the sting out of Wigan, who then just looked a bit like an ordinary League One side. And for them, that's, you know, their club nearly ceased to exist last season. So they'll be disappointed that they've had a worse result against us than they did last season. But their season, like ours, is another 45 games to go. And I'm sure, you know... A win for us, it's not essential, but because the squad's still being built, it, the more you can win during August while the squad's being built, the better, because it gives you a platform, which I think you were talking about, Miggy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, what pleased me about today's performance was the amount of control we had in the game in the second half. I mean, it got a little bit ropey towards the end, obviously, but I think that happens, and I think we discussed like, Johnson's tactical change towards the end. We'll come on to that more later. But I think we had a, a great deal of control in the game today. I think Corby Evans was a kind of like linchpin of that. I think he was arguably, him and Gucci were two best players today. He just kept things ticking over Evans really well. But what I liked about it was he, he drove the ball quite well, which I didn't really expect from him. Like, I wasn't at the whole game, so today is the first time I've seen him in the flesh, Evans. And I think he carried the ball really well, which I didn't really expect. And his range of passing was really good. And like I say, he just kept the game ticking over and he kept us on the front foot. And it was really good to see us being so attacking, but having such a large amount of control in the game so I think overall like given how kind of patched up the squad was and having players out of position I think we were excellent at times today and I'm really really pleased we've got the win and like we talked about that gives us a platform so now if you go and get a result of MK Dons then you're really giving yourself a good foundation because you'd be looking to go into the Wimbledon game and get a win regardless so hopefully that can be a good platform to give us a good start of the season no, I, I, I agree I, I think to, to win the game with as you've said a, a patched up squad I think it, it, I think it's not often we win our first game of the season, is it? Like I, I think, like 
I can't, I can't. Charlton. Well, of course, the Lyndon Gooch in the last minute against Charlton, and then it was, it was, it was good to, to kind of. They did have to, you know, stick after they went one 0 down as well. They showed, they showed a lot of initial character and come straight back into the game, and they've done so with midfielders playing out of position at fullback. Winchester actually got injured though, so I, I do wonder. It just shows how light we are, doesn't it? I think. Well, the worst thing about, well, many things that were bad about that one, we had no midfielders, like sort of out and out central midfielders on the bench because both of them were playing fullback. Winchester's injury removes, depends, I mean, it could be fine, could be a tweak, let's hope so, because he played quite, quite well. But he now can't cover in midfield if he's injured. Also, I um, can't remember where I was going with that point now. No, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say putting Lyndon Gooch to right back eliminates. Eliminates our best attacking threat because he was fantastic today. Man of the match performance, classic Gooch win. He's on his game. He's as good as anyone in this division. He, he just, that chance when he hit the bar, summed him up. So unlucky. You can't have him at right back. There's no way he can play right back because he has to be playing in the front three, front four. Because he will score goals this season. And and the amount of he gets stick off our fans and I just think it's totally unwarranted. Yeah, you'll have flat spells, but most players in League One do. He's as good as you'll get. Well we You're not gonna get you're not gonna sign anyone better than him to play there. And the way when he hit the bar, the post, whatever he hit, the way he rolled the defender was like effortless, wasn't it? And it makes you wonder when he put him to right back. Is it actually written in Louis O'Neill's contract that he can't play at right back? Because yeah, so like we're talking about this when the when Winchester went down. We're like surely he'll go right back now. It was like why are you so desperate like not to put him there? It's like but he's never played like Johnson's never played him at fullback. But he's Has played he? him at centre half. Yeah, but he's played him at centre half. So maybe he's got like this blindness to it. But it's just like bizarre, like. In the first, like I was thinking first, like I thought Lugo, Lugo 9 was actually probably like our Bruce play today in terms of his contribution. I thought he was half a yard off the pace um, in midfield. I thought like he didn't, oftentimes their players were getting their bodies in front of them. Um, he wasn't, so he wasn't getting to that second ball and his only way to get to that was going through the back of them, which is obviously giving away the free kicks. A few times when the ball was in the air, instead of maybe bringing it down and playing, he was deciding he was going to head the ball like towards a space or an area and I'm, I'm sure like people have mixed opinions some people be like really bang into the idea of Luke and I in midfield I'm not adverse to it at all I think he will do a good job for us maybe he just needs some time but then when you look at that first half and the way Wigan have obviously gone right where well, we're going to absolutely target Neil they weren't they did not have one attack at Winchester in that first half it was all at Neil and they've obviously targeted him which is a bit harsh on Neil but understandable if you're the opposition but you're going to do that aren't you like absolutely you... so I just felt a little bit there's two ways to look at it if they would taken Neil out of there and put him in the midfield and put or nine left back it might have been a little bit of a black mark against Neil's name like going like oh you can't cope you can't handle it but and he did do a lot better in the second half and he, he had a little bit of a swagger I thought Neil as the game went on he kind of looked a bit he, like he was going I belong I belong in uh, this. I belong as a first team footballer. He belongs, and yeah, I agree. I think there was a moment in the first half where he was, he found himself further forward. And he played in McGeady, I think, and it's like that's what we could have in the centre of midfield, but we're having to shaft him out at right. At, sorry, at left back. 
I was really interested in watching Neil on the ball for that reason. Where I sit in the ground in the first half, it was a perfect view. He made that pass once, but he wanted to make it like five or six times. You could see him looking, waiting for McGee. McGeady wants the ball in a different way. He likes it at the feet. We were talking about before we came on here, Gareth, like a 10-yard sort of space. If he'd had Gooch in front of him, I mean, Gooch absolutely tortured their left-back. You want to talk about left-back performances? I mean, ultimately, I think Neil outperformed their actual left-back, who was absolutely just rinsed by Gooch all, all, all afternoon. But Gooch had the benefit of having Winchester behind him, who is more comfortable at full-back. But I wonder if, if Neil had been at right-back, again, I'd, I'd rather us to see the lad in midfield, where he's clearly got a very, very bright future. But at right-back, he'd look more comfortable, wouldn't he? And he'd have that pass on for Gooch all the time. And it would terrify defences. Yeah, um, so I've not really been killed for a point here. I've just been past the phone. I'll just um, say something, <laughs> something about that fantastic win, mate. No, yeah. I just want to bring you in. Yeah. No, I think, um, it, as I said before, performance was really good. Um, I think, um, obviously, given who was playing for Wigan today, there's going to be parallels drawn. But I think Ross Stewart gave a really good performance in his own right. I think he was really mobile. I think he stretches defences really well. He kind of like pulls wide to receive the ball. It was a really good header for the goal where he got across his man. There were two people on him, really. And he's got a really good header in and scored the goal. He did a really good bit of work to get the penalty as well. I think it was just really good centre-forward play all round. It's like you said before we came on, Gareth, like when he got the ball in that moment, he had a bit more to think about it, didn't he? And he kind of made that conscious decision to try and draw the foul. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a bit. Well, I would like to elaborate on Ross, because I've always been a Ross, I've always been a Ross Stewart fan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, think about... Like, I would argue, like... Stewart in terms of like a complete centre forward like a one up front centre forward performance what he delivered today I would argue I would argue and this I'm, I'm, I'm not a big hyperbole guy but I would say I would say that was arguably the best sort of lone centre forward all round display of a strike we've seen since we've been in League One for Sunderland because I wouldn't disagree with yeah, that. I, I was, it, was, all, it was the all-round, it was the channel, running the channels. Some of his first touches, he had a touch. The first touch of the ball he had. So the ball bubbled out at midfield, and it was a proactive touch. We chested it past the oncoming defender, and it did run away from him, and he had nearly got on the stretch of the second ball. But it was like, it's a, it's that, it's a bit of a, I know what I'm going to do here, and take a ball into an area that's going to do... It's going to... Positive things could happen from what I'm going to do with the ball here, and it's that sort of mentality. And I would, we were a lot more dynamic than like up front as a result compared to their front three because their centre forward it's was crap. well, it was like think about White is and he don't like uh, Craig's eyes and blah blah blah. No, he, 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 he didn't want to talk about White. No, no, I just want to say I'm not going to like go into the whole thing. I'm just saying he. He's never been one to bully centre forwards. He's never, he gives, I think, it, sorry, centre backs. I don't think White gives centre backs a, a hard, hard enough game. He doesn't do enough things that make it difficult for them. Whereas I felt as though Stewart today, like, White does have problems. I've obviously scored like 25 league goals last season, so he definitely does. But the things that Stewart does are not the good things that White does. And we benefited from having that dynamism up front today, I thought. For me, like, Stuart is the prime example of the difference between watching 
watching a football match on a stream and then seeing it like actually being at the match because I watched that a few games last season where he played and I thought like he's like, he's terrible <laughs> I, I just thought he was awful like just a complete plank and then he watched like when then when I saw him like when I saw him against Lincoln in the playoffs and I saw him against uh, Hull last week I saw him today it's like actually you watch like the positions he takes up because it because when when you're watching it like on a stream he's not on the screen and you watch like and he's like I, I think he I take I take back everything I've ever said about basically in general. and uh, everything I've ever said about anyone except from um, a podcast that I used to host this podcast with don't like him but especially that, it's, <laughs> no but I thought he was excellent and I do think that like I think going, he might not he, he's not he's probably not going to score 25 goals this season but I think as a footballer he's twice the player of our former number nine tell you what they're going to benefit from sorry thanks Craig sorry now his whip like the the delivery for him we need to whip the ball into him just because he's tall is that we kept on putting these like he's not that good he's actually not that well, good in the air like, I know he's if you're taller if you're taller it's harder yeah. to get that neck power in and I reckon the, the problem is yeah so they're trying to look, clip the ball in because obviously he's got a better chance but if you get it whipped in he'll get it across and get the header no no I was just gonna like the goal he scored like his header he um whoops he um like that's just a goal like we never score it was literally a he scored a header and basically the six yard. You'd be fuming with the goal. To be honest, you'd be livid with the goalkeeper for not coming together. My, my, it's, it's sort of a point. I could, my point on the kind of white comparison is that I just couldn't give a fuck about Wigan and who they've signed. People compa- keep comparing us to these other teams and who they've signed. Like I couldn't get. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign Wigan. I wouldn't sign Wigan on a ten grand a week. I, Charlie White on a ten grand a week contract. I wouldn't sign their entire squad on 10 grand a week. I wouldn't sign Charlie White for... T- but, uh, well... Uh, but you wouldn't, would you? Like, the, the, the weird thing is, though, there, there was a lot of people who thought that we should sign him if we got onto to a new contract, if we got promoted, Charlie White, and now it's, like, all about how shit he was. He isn't a great footballer, but he doesn't play for us. Let's just like what we have got and also realise the issue with White leaving was never White leaving, it was... Will Grigg is now your backup striker. Well, everything you've just described about Ross Stewart, you know who can't do any of those things? Will Grigg. So we need someone else who can come into the squad because Stewart, I thought, I agree. He thought he was fantastic. He's part of this kind of exciting young spine of the team that we've talked about. But he gets very tired. And he looked tired after about 70 minutes. And we just didn't have anyone to really bring on for him. Aidan O'Brien, in theory, could see out the last 15, 20 minutes of games as a centre-forward for you. But you don't want him doing that because he isn't a centre-forward. So we need to really, if we can, bring someone in because Stewart, if he picks up an injury, that's a big blow, not just because he is really, really good, but he's very integral to the way we're going to line up this season. Uh, I think it's a case of, in terms of signing someone, weirdly, it's almost like trying to bring in a like a like for like rather than someone to compliment Stuart because he doesn't really need anyone to play alongside him as I've just said and sing like O'Brien I like him weirdly because he brings energy and he brings like something O'Brien but, 
for me, O'Brien, he's a technically good footballer. He just can't finish and he's very weak with the shots that he takes on. But he, he can carry the ball, he can hold the ball up to an extent and he can bring people into the game. Well, I've got no problem when you're running the clock down to say O'Brien play, to be quite honest. Like, I think I don't think, as I say, he's like a particularly good finisher, but he's a decent footballer, I think. I, I just think he needs to believe in himself a little bit more. Like he was through on goal, like he was through on goal towards the end and it's like have a goal, like have a goal. Like I think like O'Brien it's it feels like one of those players where like if he's not if there's not something on it, he's not that bothered. Like I don't know, like do you know what I mean? Like in a, like so the last preseason game, O'Brien's performance levels were like miles ahead of the previous preseason games. And like see I'm not I don't think like he's as bad as people go on about. But like He's more. He's more of a like someone who's come gonna come into the em, like Embleton position than the forward position. I would say he's a link. He's a link player. Yeah. yeah, which is my point. I'm saying he could fill in yeah, yeah. for the last 15 to 20 minutes when Ross Stewart's tired. But he probably starts against Port Vale as a centre forward. Well, it, he might give Greg a run out, but we'll, we'll forget about that. Let's focus sort of on the on the positive individual performances and for me I thought like Evans was uh, excellent not just because he surprisingly got like well not, not necessarily surprisingly but he's clearly very good for this level his range of passing's great he looks to go forward all the time but not just that his anticipation that's something yeah. it's reading the games like a different level to what I've seen yeah. I was going to say no, look, compare him to any other midfielder on the pitch no but everyone else reacts he was proactive. He was reading it. He was cutting it out. It was starting a counter-attack. And because we do look like we want to do that, kind of get on the front foot quickly, get the ball back to front, not high and long all the time. You want to get it into Stewart's feet, get Stewart into the channels, get Gooch running down the right. I think he's going to be an integral part of that. So you want to keep him as fit as possible, as much as possible this season. I also thought a positive today, weirdly, was, yes, he scored a penalty, but McGeady was largely... He wasn't, it wasn't that he was bad, but he was quiet by his standards. Often he shines the brightest because others don't. And what's really encouraging about that is, finally, we don't seem like we're just going to give him the ball and hope it all comes through him. He's now part of a team that looks well-structured, that has multiple threat, attack and threats, and he will only get better because the more you take the emphasis off him, the more you give him space to hurt teams. Yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about now. Yeah, McGeady, I thought, like, first half, I thought he was really good. Second half, quiet. And like you say, it was nice to see other players stepping up. I mean, yeah. Go- Gooch on his day can be as influential as McGeady in that team. But he's just, he has those, like, he has those like Craig's gone. He's gone. Some like some. There's some like strange. Yeah. There's like a, there's a strange man's joined us at the table. Like and Craig's been there uh, put off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like any. I don't like him very much either. Um, but I, I think um, yeah. We probably said like loads of good. So if you think of being negative before, but however, one swallow does not make a summer. And we have to make sure we don't we don't we, we have to make sure we don't go well. We've won a day that's and it was a good performance, that's good enough. 
We still need to strengthen in the. In, we still need to strengthen key areas in that team. We have to, and because otherwise, yeah, because otherwise, people like Dan Neal aren't going to get the opportunity to show what they've got, and 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 that's a key thing. And we we need to make sure by the end of August, great, we've got to win today. And like Craig mentioned earlier, we've got to make sure we get at the end of August and we're like, well, we've won like three, four games. But we've won, we've won, get at the end of August and we've won three or four games. And now we've got these people to bring into the team. And now we've got a left back. We don't have to play Daniel uh, Winchester and like not play in midfield, but doesn't have to play right back anymore. And like, I just, I thought, Actually, thought Callum Doyle was fantastic. Like, absolutely great. Like, he's he's a freak. I mean, he's a freak. He's seventeen. He's he seventeen. 17 you forget. Old. You forget. He's a he, child. You forget. Let's like, think back to when I was seventeen. Actually, I'm exactly the same now as I was when I was seventeen. Well, actually, regressed. I'm probably worse. Yeah, I was going to say I'm probably worse now than I was seventeen. But like, his like his maturity and his the way he strides out with the ball you can tell he plays for Manchester City like you can just tell that that's like where he come from, where he's he's come from and I think he's great like, it just makes me feel incredible he just makes me feel very uncomfortable is it because you're thousands? he's just a very just a very you are like, thousands to me yeah well I mean he is <laughs> like like a, a teen, an American teen sitcom where a man has to pretend to go back to high school or yeah. something and like yeah. Yeah. or something like that and it's like you have to tell everyone yeah. you're going yeah, yeah, right? yeah yeah it's like you've never been kissed but um, yeah. but with a, like a remake there might be a remake of Never Been Kissed with a man maybe Callum Doyle could be the man playing a man who is actually still a child which would be ideal because he still understands well, uh, what it is to be a child I think so. just an idea Hollywood if you listen so follow our 73 Um But I think generally, I think probably, actually, probably, Mickey, have you got anything else to add before I go to the bar and get steaming? Just one more thing. I think what was encouraging today was, I think, I think throughout pre-season, I think it was quite clear, like, the way that we wanted to play and, like, the way we tried to play throughout pre-season. Like, obviously, there were some teething problems and we couldn't sustain it for 90 minutes throughout pre-season. But what was encouraging was the fact that today we saw kind of like the fruits of that labour. Sometimes you watch pre-season performances and they look good and then you see the first game of the season and there's no resemblance to what you've seen. But I think the day was real continuity between the ideas that we were trying and what we actually saw on the pitch today. So like you say, hopefully if we can bring a few more kind of like quality additions in and make the squad a lot less threadbare and we have a lot more quality throughout the team, hopefully we can get this good foundation to build on. And then like you say, hopefully if we can be like kind of near the top of the league after a few games, it's a really good platform. So... I really hope that like these kind of like ideas and the way we're trying to play on the front foot, I hope it continues because it was really good to watch at times today. No, I, I agree with you. I, I, I did. Gen- it was genuinely like really quite enjoyable as as was the whole game last week, and I thought we all almost kind of picked off picked up from where we left off last week. Um, but we do obviously play. I think we do play on Tuesday night. Um, I don't really care about that. Uh, We'll play Milton Keynes away next weekend and me and uh, me and my best friend Tom Walsh will be previewing that previewing that for you during the week. Um, anyone else got anything to say before I just tell everyone that we're finished? No. No? Right, okay. No, do you want to say anything else? Well, I'd just like to say 
we've all we've been positive all summer and it was thanks to our positivity on the podcast that we won the game I agree with that no, actually, that's the most the quick ones is there something else <laughs> jokes aside though when you when, when someone's being negative or not it's not really about negativity and positivity is it and it just proves when you're in the ground you are because we're all there mate and I, th- I don't know if it's being touched upon because I went to the bar but the, at- no, the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant today yeah. it was really positive really loud and I, I, I think to finish a good place to finish on like jokes aside the idea that that support is in some way detrimental to the team was put to bed tonight we had a shite home uh, form last season a shite home record and we've won our, our first home game with a great back end over 30,000 in the third tier fourth season in a row brilliant you can't knock a, you can't knock a single Sunderland supporter like all jokes aside brilliant brilliant 31,500 31,500 for, for a third division football match like unbelievable I think so well done everybody who came and got behind them because it was great that, there that's it that's it now I'm not saying no one's saying anything else now so um, all that's left for me to say now oh, yeah? is, is thanks very much for listening